0: shells. right to the realness. Welcome back to another episode of Mama Drama Pod. We have a very exciting episode up today, one we've anticipated for a very long time, and we're talking about a very, very important topic, which is Black maternal health. And we're joined by Tanuke, who has been spearheading the Five Times More campaign, which highlights the fact that Black women are five times more likely to die during childbirth, which is doing great work to try and fix this issue as well, which is just such a a terrible statistic. So, Tanuke, please could you introduce yourself? for us let us know what you're working on because it isn't just five times more and also if you could let us know a bit about your family dynamics
1: thank you so much so hi I'm Tinica care um, yeah I'm the co-founder of the five times more campaign um which is basically a campaign to campaign an organization to highlight um and change the like you know black maternal outcomes in the uk so it's not just about mortality it's about all of our experiences you know um not just the bad but the good as well we want to highlight everything so that we are not just talking about the bad, but we are highlighting, you know, what is what is working well, because not everybody has bad experiences. I, for one, have I had one bad, one good. want to highlight the good as well so that black women can continue to have, just have better internal outcomes. So we've got, yeah, we've got five times more there. And I also run Mums and Tea, um, which came about... Oh, gosh, how did it come about? Right. I was the first one in my friends, like circle of friends to get married, have a baby and I was like, okay, I've heard all the stories of, you know, social isolation and depression and that kind of thing and that often, like, mobbed his face so I was like okay, cool, let me let me try and find a way to kind of build a tribe there must be mums around me um I just need to reach them and so yeah I just started doing you know it started off with friends of friends um and it, it just kind of grew we did like monthly meetups um, and when I had myself so this is we're talking back in 2017 um and yeah like it, it, over the years it's grown it's evolved we've done so many different things and had so many different events but ultimately it's core of it is like bringing mums together and um making sure that you know like mums are they feel like they're they're not alone they know that they're not alone they come to make mummy friends get out of the house and learn something new that's always been you know I want to always add value so yeah that's a little bit about mums at tea and then five times more they do link you know um obviously I know we'll talk about Five times more on how it really started, and and you'll see that there's definitely a link between the two. So yeah, I, I can talk your your ear off. Oh yeah, family dynamics. You said family dynamics. So I'm married. I've got two kids. My son is three, and my daughter just turned one. And yeah, we live in Greenwich, South East London. <laughs>
0: That is amazing, you are clearly doing absolutely incredible things, we've seen your children in the background, they are lovely and we can hear them having fun there as well, it's just beautiful to see, absolutely beautiful. So we're going to start off by focusing on the Five Times More campaign, of course you're amazing things, we're going to start there. So when did that work start and what made you start it?
1: So as I said, I gave birth to my son in 2017 and gosh, it was an experience to say the least. It it was okay. So I had I had late diagnosed preeclampsia and it's kind of crazy because I was I went to one of you know one of the last appointments, midwife appointments, um around the end of my pregnancy and, and the, the midwife looked at me, she was like, look, you need to go straight to the hospital. Don't even go and get your hospital bag. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried about you. Um, you're showing signs of preclampsia." And I was like, mm, okay. I had protein in my urine and high blood pressure from very, very early on in my, in my pregnancy. But somehow it just wasn't picked up. And, you know by the time I had seen the midwife I looked like I had swollen up so bad. I looked like I swallowed a house I was so swollen it was crazy so yeah like I had to be induced in the end and I remember going into the hospital and the midwife saying oh it's your first time it's gonna take at least 24 hours for the hormones to kick in you know so just like rest and take it easy and sit back Um, So a few hours later, I started, you know, what I now know to obviously be contractions. It started, I started feeling a lot of pain and I was like, oh, you know, I'm not sure about this pain. It's it's, it's, it's very painful. Can you check me over? And the midwife just point blank refused. I was left for hours to just, you know, like labor um, on my own. It was just a very horrific experience. And I remember I was, you know, kind of, I don't want to go into too too much detail because it is quite graphic, but um, I just remember her checking me over and the, I would never, it, this is it's the look of shock on her face when she realised that I had progressed very quickly. Within a short amount of time, I was at eight centimetres, pretty much almost ready to push. And, you know, it's emergency, you know, doctors, everyone getting in, baby's heart rate is dropping. It was just, uh, it was just terrible. I was offered no pain relief. It was just not, it was just, uh, it was a lot. So by the time it was time for me to push... I was exhausted. I, I couldn't push. I could not push. I literally, I could. I remember at one point, I, I wanted to push, and then she I was she was screaming at me saying, no, no, don't push. You're going to reverse everything. Don't push. And, but you know, you can naturally feel your body's like, you know, it needs to do what it needs to do. Anyways, I ended up having an assisted delivery, which that in and of itself is not the end of the world, you know, having a forceps delivery or, you know, it's, it's not, it's not it's not terrible but it's just not what I expected and I feel like it could have been avoided if the midwife just listened to me in the first place I told her I was in pain I told her I was in labour she did check me over and then everything just kind of went downhill from there so with mums and tea I started you know sharing my experiences with other black mothers this is my experience of labour what was your experience you know when you get mums together you know have a good old chat especially when it's your first time and you always kind of want to compare things and like what was your labour like and, and that kind of thing and and I started realising there's this recurring theme of black women saying mm, yeah my pain wasn't taken seriously I wasn't believed." And then that led into further complications, like, you know, C-sections or um, sepsis or, you know, like retained placenta and all these things. And I'm just like, mm, something's not right. Something's not right. But I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Fast forward to 2018. So that's the year after I gave birth. We saw the embryo statistics come out saying that, you know, black women are five times more likely to die. And I was like... Okay, so from what I know from speaking to black women in my community and then seeing this statistic, I'm like, hmm, no. So I'm a nerd, right? I study psychology as a ba- in, um just by way of background. Uh, so I'm all about my research. So I was like, I need to know what's going on. I started researching and then I found out that actually, this isn't new information. This is something that's been going on for decades. Black women have had a higher risk of dying for a very long time, health professionals have known about it, and, all of that. and I thought to myself, you know what? If something was being done, yo, surely the statistics would be going down as opposed to rising. Because over the years, you see that number steadily going up, and I was like, that's not, you know, that's just that's just not right. And you know, before before I go any further, you know, to talk about the Fast Fats campaign and what we do, um, I do want to say, it's you know, just put this disclaimer out maternal mortality in the uk is very very low like we actually in the uk we have one of the lowest mortality rates in the world like it's relatively safe to give birth in the uk however there's a disparity in who is dying and that is what this campaign calls for and i'll put it into context black women only account for four percent of live births yet they are five times more likely to die the maths isn't my thing. <laughs> you know, it's just not, it's not making sense. So that's why I joined forces with Chloe. She runs Prosperities and she supports black pregnant women. And we were just like, let's scream and shout about this. Let's do something so that we can make sure that this is not something that happens to our black women, you know, because we've got sisters, we've got friends, we've got our aunties, we've got family members, and we're just like we don't want this to be their case you know we we we, we want things to be better i now have a daughter and i now have eden and, and, and one thing i always say look, if we don't do something now with the current trajectory and the way things are going, is she going to be campaigning about the same thing? In, should she choose to give birth in that 30 years' time? Will she be 30 times more likely to die because she's a black woman? It's not good enough. So, yeah, that's how Five Times More came about. And, um, yeah, we've ooh, we've done a lot of things in the past. We've, well, this was, we started in 2018, 2019, but really and truly, really, things like after the murder of George Floyd, and everyone was like, you know, rallying for things to do like support black causes and our black charities that's when things like really picked up and people really started listening to us but before that we were you know campaigning and, and we were doing things but yeah i guess 2020 was just a year and a half <laughs> it was a year and a half um and just we were able to really you know take it take it all the way to the top so when I say take it all the way to the top, we had a petition um, that we launched. Gosh, in it would have been March because I was still pregnant with Eden. Um, we had we launched the petition, and I remember saying to Claire, I was like, "This isn't. Right, I don't know if this is the right time to be pushing this petition because everyone's worried about COVID. You know, things are getting really serious. This was before lockdown. Things are getting really serious. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So we just we sat on it, right? And I was like, I'm about to have a baby. Everything's, you know, let's just hold it. Then a couple of weeks later, after I had Eden and, and, and you know, like everything happened with George Floyd and people were looking for things to sign, our petition got picked up and, and literally within a week we got 100,000 signatures and it was crazy. Uh, since then, we've just done a lot of lobbying, we've spoken in Parliament, we've given written and oral evidence in Parliament. Um, our, our petition was actually debated in April of this year. Um it was a historic debate, they said, because Black maternal health had never been discussed in Parliament. But for me, it's a bit bittersweet because I'm like, this issue's been going on for a long time. Why have you not spoken about this? I'm sorry. i like, yeah, okay, great. It's, it's good that it's been spoken about now, but... You know like this is not new like I've said before it's not new so why is, why has is it taken our campaign to make to to have this you know just spoken about in parliament like it's yeah it's yeah it's it's a bit crazy but hey we've, we've got to keep pushing we've got to keep going because I feel like the time is now the spotlight is is you know clearly on us and maternal issues there's so many other people in this space that are doing amazing things um but yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to talk your ear off because there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot there that I can say, but I hope I've
2: answered your question. You have answered the question and even given us a little bit more. Uh, thank you so much for actually highlighting the statistic of the fact that there are only 4% of black women who make up, you know, who's in the UK. And then the disparity in the fact that we're five times more likely to die during childbirth. And as you've rightly said to me, Kate, it is just not acceptable. A lot more needs to be done. We're still at the very beginning and changes need to occur. And it's actually exceptional that your platform exists so that black women can come forward and actually talk about their experiences of giving birth and go through that whole process not to be heard not to be listened to and all of those things so thank you so much for going into that um, we just want to know what outcomes have been achieved so far so I know you've highlighted that you've been heard in parliament but what other outcomes have you heard have you seen anything locally in terms of like local government have there been any changes that are closer to home that you're aware of? so we've five times well we
1: take a two-pronged approach so we've got the you know the lobby in the parliament the petition you know the um, month of advocacy we've just done we get people to write to their mps so we've currently got an mp pledge when we are, when we ask people to write to their mps we get them to sign the mp pledge and there's five five tangible actions that local mps can take to make sure that they are working towards you know, um, um, decreasing this this disparity and the inequalities that we see, and um, also we have a partnership with the Positive Birth Company, and every month we give a hundred Black women free access to their digital hypnobirthing course, and that over well, six, gosh, it's coming up to about a year. That we've launched that and we've had literally hundreds of black mums coming and telling us that despite the pandemic despite even if this is baby number one baby number four baby number five whatever they've taken that course they've taken our five steps and Um, Our six steps, sorry, for for women. And they felt more confident giving birth. They felt like they could advocate for themselves. They've had positive, more positive outcomes. And for us, that's what it's all about. So the second, you know, the second arm is working on a grassroots level, working with the women in our communities, you know, educating them about their rights and giving them a chance, you know, to, to, to speak about what their experiences are going and taking that to the health professionals and then in turn working with them to say, look, this is what we're hearing in, in, in our communities. This is kinda you know, kind of give the health professionals training to say, look, we'll make things better for the black women that you're that are in your care. So in terms of tangible things we have launched uh, recently launched a pilot with two two different um hospitals so we've got badges with um st thomas's so badges and training so we're going to be giving training to anybody that works with maternity services five times more training um and um in, when they when they finish the training they'll get the i am here to listen badge which essentially shows that they have gone through the training but they understand what the issues are for Black women, and it's a visual reminder for Black women when they see that you know they've got the logo, they've, they've had the training. When they see that five times more um, um sign, to see that okay, this is somebody that I know. If I say something to, you, they are going to listen to me because they know exactly what we are facing, what the issues are for Black women, and and um. You know they they they're, they're willing to listen. Basically, that's why it's called I am here to listen. And then we've also recently launched um, with Kings Kings um, Kings Hospital some wallets. So it's called Colourful Birth, and again it's things on there to help you self self self-advocate for yourself you know self it's all about self-advocacy self-care things to look out for it's um on on both sides you've got information that is you know important to you as as black pregnant women who to call in emergencies that kind of thing um so and again another visual reminder of what to do where to go if you've got any questions that kind of thing so yeah like there's there's quite a few tangible things that we have done um last month actually i'll I'll point out in the in the run-up to our petition debate it was a whole month of advocacy so we were getting a lot of people to do things, tangible things to help us, to help them, you know, so again it's the the MP letter writing campaign we had so many we had a lot of different events where we, we spoke to MPs, we were briefing them on what the issues were, we had a public debate, um, public meeting um, with um, um, Belle, Belle, Belle Ribeiro Addy, she was, um, you know, the host of that and we was, you know, just speaking about wider issues that women face within, not just maternity care, but within within um, the health system, and just the inequalities we face in general, and it's just a, a stark reminder of, look, if you have these inequalities and these disparities in, in maternal health care, and you're seeing them time and time and time again when it comes to um, black women, when it comes to black people, it's just a, a a reminder of how black people are treated in society, right? You only got to look at how well the healthcare is to see what other people are facing in the wider society. Because the statistics don't just end there. It's not just maternal health. It's not just health. It's we're seeing it in. Education, you know, we're seeing it in prisons. We're seeing it in, you know, it's, it's everywhere. So it's just, it's not, it's not. And maternal care, like and the, the city we're seeing, it's not just an isolated thing for Black people, or Black women. um Yeah, sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but yeah, like there, there's, there, there's, there's quite a few things that we've done. Those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Um. One more thing before I do finish. We have recently launched the Black Maternity Experience Survey. Before I forget, how could I forget that? So, within the petition debate, um, the minister said that they have a current um, call for evidence, right? But she's also said, and this is something we hear all the time, there's no data on Black women. Black women are not filling out these surveys. So, if that's the case, how are your recommendations? How is what you're doing? How, how How is it going to benefit black women? Especially when we know that they're the ones that clearly are having the worst outcomes. So what we did was we got an expert panel together an all black led expert panel, black health professionals, black organizations. We came up with um, some questions to ask because we want to fill that gap. And one of the key asks of our campaign is that black women black women need to be at the every single level of decision making when it comes to their care because let me tell you something a white woman a white person a white man cannot tell me what it's like to live a day in the life in my shoes right so why are you making decisions on my behalf black women need to be involved at every level when it comes to our care that's just it and you know what's really funny because i've been on a lot of calls with senior people and um it's, it, they, they say things like we can't find black women we don't know how to reach them they're hard to reach well i'll tell you within 24 hours we got 500 responses from black women talking about their what their experiences have been like in maternity services so i'm like hmm okay but I thought you can't find these black women. Hmm. I thought women- to be I thought we don't fill out these things. I thought we don't, you know, right now we launched about, gosh, it's coming up to about three weeks, three, nearly four weeks we're under a thousand, just under a thousand um, respondents and I'm like, these are the black women you can't seem to find, right? You honestly, it is just, it's beyond me why they're not involving more black women, more grassroots organisations like ourselves. We are all here, we're all here, we're all doing the work, why we're not being involved, it, 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 it's shocking to me, it really is, but we hope to bridge the gap with this data and take it all the way to the top. We're hoping to come up with recommendations so that you know we've got a, a, a big pot of information basically on black women. We know that black women are not complaining <laughs> because think about it: if you're if you're gonna ha- if you're having a bad experience giving birth, you are very less likely. You feel like you've not been listened to. You're less likely to want to complain, right? Because you just feel like, well, they're not gonna take me seriously. So what's the point? So yeah um our black maternal experience black maternity experience survey has been created to make sure that we are giving black women their voice back and it's good and it's bad experiences we're trying to get because again we want to know what the bad experiences are yes but we also want to know what does good care look like
0: for black women
1: so we can do more of that
0: guys are well and truly smashing it like I don't know you personally but I'll tell you now I'm proud of you I'm sure Shells is proud of you we are proud of you and how you're advocating for so many of us and how you've managed to mobilize and get to the spaces that we really need to be in to make the changes so thank you so much we really really appreciate it and I remember when the announcement came out that you guys had partnered with the positive birth company to give 100 women a month hypnobirthing that's a big deal like not everyone has the money to pay for a hypnobirthing course and I personally done one and I found it so 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 helpful because it does encourage you to speak up try to be in control be more aware of what's going on so I remember seeing that and personally feeling like oh my gosh this is amazing so that was so so good and it's amazing to hear about what you guys are doing with the partnerships with the hospital and with the training, because I do remember reading about like the work that you've been doing at one point where the NHS were like, yes, we recognise that there is disparity, but we're not going to do anything about it. And I was like, how can you be so bold to say, yeah, we see there's a problem, but we're not doing anything. So how have you guys gone about getting those partnerships with the hospitals and signing them up to do the training? Because that, that to me is major and it should really be widespread across all the hospitals.
1: So like I mentioned, it is a pilot, um, Chloe, um, so my co-founder, she's got links with the hospitals. Um, she's previously worked there or she knows, um, people who are, you know, very senior within the maternity, um, um, part, um, within maternity services. So she's been able to, with the links that she's got, line that up, which is amazing. Um, and it's good that they're they've been very receptive to it, you know, because, This is something we definitely want to roll out nationwide because why not you know why not i feel like this is depending on the feedback which we are you know fingers crossed will be amazing um and will actually help make you know um um uh, care better for black women we are really hoping that this is going to be something that will be rolled out in every trust in, 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 in all areas of the UK, because it's needed. It really is needed. Um, some of the stories, some of the things we hear from health professionals, you just think, wow, 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 wow. Um, and some of the stories we hear from women, you just think, wow, wow. <laughs> So there really does need to be
2: more done. Um,
1: Yeah, we're just hoping to be able to bridge that gap, really.
2: What are the challenges? And I mean, I I just want to make sure that I break it down properly. The challenges that you've received from the NHS, maybe from local government, from government, from official people. What challenges have you received when you're trying to push this agenda?
1: When you say challenges, so everybody knows that this is this is a, a, a thing, right? You can't deny the statistics and the statistics have been there. They've been painting as a picture for a very long time now. So in terms of being met with resistance or being met with kind it, of, it, everybody knows that this is, you know, the, the NHS know that this is something, they know it's a thing. There is the Race and Health Observatory, which has a pot of money to, to help sort of tackle this, right? So I feel like the right steps are being Done, but maybe not as quickly as we feel like it should be because this is happening now. So, like, they do, there is a target of you know for continuity of carer So that means basically, the, uh, a person will see the same midwife throughout their whole pregnancy, which I personally I think I think is a great idea. I feel like if if that was in place um, during the time, you know, it was it was with Ezekiel, uh, maybe my preeclampsia would have been picked up if I saw the same midwife rather than different midwives every time. But again, that's not—they're they're, not—they're not—they're not. Their target is by twenty, I think, twenty twenty-two or twenty twenty-three, even. Um, so again, it's like well, this is happening now. This has been happening. Like, w- w- what what we're doing like right now to make sure that the things are tangible, things are happening for black women. So that's—I think that's why we're very like. Boom, we're launching this, boom, we're doing this, boom, we've got this partnership because we're just like, we need to do things now, it's, it's, it's not quick enough, like, need to hurry up, please? <laughs> I don't know if this, that's kind of making sense.
0: Yeah, it does. And whilst you been speaking about all the things you've been doing, I've just thought, how is this all being funded? Honey, where's the money coming from? So,
1: I, so we rely heavily on donations and we rely heavily on our speaking engagements i'll put it that way um it's been very uh difficult for us as a small black led registered we're a registered organization but in terms of you know do everything we've done we've done it with little to no resources little to no resources And that's the truth. We do have a just giving page. And again, you know, people do ask us to come and speak at universities, um, speak to um health professionals and stuff like that. So we do um obviously charge a fee for our time and our expertise. Um so yeah, that's that's literally what we rely on in terms of funding, it's been yeah, very, very difficult. Because this is the way funding works, right? You there's so many different things that we 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 potentially could have been eligible to apply for. But because we are new um, and we've not had any money in the past, how do you how do you get how do you 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 need to make money to get money? I don't know if that makes sense. Like so, for instance, there was one that was perfect for us: comic relief. Um, You needed to have an annual turnover of seventy five thousand pounds. I'm like, if you're new, how are you meant to get that money? I don't understand. (laughs) I really don't get it. But yeah, we are still on the ground doing the work. So yeah, like that's definitely been a challenge, and I know a lot of other, you know, charities and and people who are just starting out find it very difficult to, you know, that whole funding thing is it's like it's like chicken and egg. It's like it's almost like oh what what how how are we how are we making money if there's no money if we're not being given money like how 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 is it making sense? So yeah, it's yeah it's been it's been tough, but we myself and Chloe, both myself and Chloe, because we support black women outside of five times which is five times but we actually have our passion like, this is where our hearts lie we're happy to do it do you know what i mean like, we've been doing it do you know what i mean so for us it's like yeah like, it's not it's not necessarily about the money but if you think of what we've achieved with nothing if we had the money if we had more resources think of how much we could actually really do you know um yeah uh we I've, I've had to go back to work full time uh, i've had to go back f- recently so juggling all of that plus everything else i do has become quite difficult you know but i feel like if we did have the resources in place we wouldn't have to do that we'd be able to do five times more a lot more um but unfortunately that's not the case you know and i know I've, I, I hear it all the time so many so many you know those people who are just starting out um, who have got CICs, who have got charities, and it's, it is really, really difficult to, to to find that balance when you're first starting out. It's it's ridiculous, really.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it takes your time to print things, to get things going, and the cost of your time is a lot as well because you could be d- using your time doing other things. So, uh, absolutely appreciate the sacrifice. And we're going to get the link from you for for your Just Giving page, so we can include it in the description of the episode. So, I we've really got to ask you. Um, There was a documentary that was released that done a good job in bringing the issue even more to the forefront for the people who just watch TV at home and aren't really well versed on black issues. And there was uproar on social media not too long ago when it was announced that Rochelle Humes would be hosting that documentary. And it meant that people were tweeting all day long because they were so outraged. There were clubhouse rooms for hours and hours about her as a mixed race woman hosting that show in in the um, instead of it being a darker woman, how did you feel about that?
1: Well, because I'm involved in the show, there's a limit to what I can say, right? But um, I will say this, and, and you know, it was highlighted in the show. Like mixed race women are still, it's, it's not zero for them either. You know, mixed race women still have a, a higher risk, a three times more risk of dying in comparison to white women. So. It's, it's not that you know I feel like if, if if people really knew the the severity of the issue it's not about who is presenting it's about this is a really deep seated deep rooted issue and 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 yeah mixed race women are, are not exempt so that, I think that that's as much as I can say, you know. To, to to that's within my power to say, but yeah, I just wish that people people did more and, and knew more about the issue, um, because it's black women are. Well, we say we say four to five because in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen it was five times more. Now they say four times more, but the, 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 the drop is not statistically significant. So we, we just continue to say four or five times more. Um, for mixed race women, it is three times more. For Asian women, it is twice as likely. So, you know, it's nobody. Well, if you're, if you're a woman of colour, you're not
2: exempt. In terms of our personal views, we were just happy that this topic was being discussed on mainstream media and it was on the TV and actually it was shedding light on such a massive issue that impacts black women. People have babies every single day. So it's going to impact somebody every single day. Somebody might have, you know, we've heard of, um, different scenarios where things could have been prevented so much earlier than, you know when the process of giving birth and it escalating. So we're so we're so grateful for that actually coming out, um, and that it was it was really really interesting. Watch I watched it and I was like, wow, this is actually happening, and it happens every day. So thank you so so much for that. Um, I know you've. Um, touched on mums and tea a little bit i think we just need a little bit on that um before we close and uh i think you mentioned that it's a community for basically mums to kind of just join it sounds like mums and tea just grab a cup of tea sit down with your kids and just have a chin wag and literally just enjoy motherhood um where do you where, where is it based? Where is it located? And how can mums reach out and join that? Because obviously I know it's been COVID and it's been difficult, but how can we do that now? Things are opening up. So um we
1: well, I'm like I said, I'm based in Southeast London. So before, prior to COVID, we would meet up sort of once a month. Very fun. Well, we, you know, I didn't want to kind of be clinical, you know, we go to like children's centres and things. It just feels very, you know, a bit like stuck stu- like stuck, like, stu- like clinical kind of. I didn't want it to be like that. it's like yes you're a mum but you know what come out come out to the cafe come out to a nice place let's go to the museum let's travel London let's explore London let's see all that London has to offer so um, sometimes if I was just doing a meetup, I would do it like in my local area, um, you know, or somewhere in South East London, somewhere nice and cute, you know, come and have lunch and have brunch and bring your babies, you know, and um, yeah, just a chance to get out of the house, really. Or we go, we've, gosh, we've, we've been quite a few places. We, we've done science Museum. We've done all the museums basically, um, and we did like you know meetups in 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 all areas of, of London. We did, we've done west, we've done north, yeah. We've done quite a lot um, of meetups, but that was obviously prior to COVID. So, COVID hit, maternity, everything. I had Eden lockdown, everything. Oh my gosh, it was just a crazy time. So I was just like, okay, how am I gonna bring all these women online together? Because there's so much benefit and so much value in mums coming together and talking it's not just about motherhood because yes we are mothers but we still are our own you know beings we are still women (laughs) and a lot of us own businesses a lot of us are career focused a lot of us um uh, uh, want to want to speak about relationships and friendships and that kind of thing. So it's not just about motherhood. Obviously, motherhood is a big pillar of it, but there are I, I bring in experts to talk about all different areas of life um, because we are multifaceted being beings and we wear so many different hats. So our online community uh, was i launched it gosh i think i launched it on international women's day i believe or, or, or in that month and yeah it was it was really it was amazing we've got almost 400 mums on the platform already which is fantastic and yeah you you join online literally you join online i have my meetups are all now virtual um we have the learning hub where we have experts come and and, and talk to you about everything really anything to do with motherhood your job your career we had a first aid session the other day um next week we're going to be talking about self-love and what does that really look like you know as as mothers and as women um so yeah we, we we we're we're trying to add value you know that is that is basically what it is we're trying to add value come and have a chinwag come and ask your questions people are on there asking questions about you know gosh oh, we had an event. <laughs> last month, one of the biggest turnouts, but we were talking about sex, and it was just, it was amazing, you know, can I be kinky after kids, and the turnout was amazing, it was so, it was It was so, it was so good. It was such good fun. And it's just like, you know, sitting, sitting in a room with your girls talking about these things because look, what, what, none of us here is a virgin. I beg. (laughs) As a mom, you're not a virgin. So like, we shouldn't be shy to talk about these kind of things. So yeah, like we are literally making sure that we are coming together, talking about the issues that are affecting us and and just having a great time. So yeah, that is Mums and Tea, the community um and you can join um via my website you can join the link is on instagram um and yeah like that's that's it really
0: Thank you so much for sharing everything that you have done with us. We received so much information. It's so informative. And again, congratulations on all that you're doing. We appreciate it. We absolutely appreciate it. So for community, they can sign up online. The link's going to be on your Instagram. We are going to put all your links at the bottom of the episode everywhere it is so that people can easily find it. And just to recap, how can people help the five times more campaign if they'd like to?
1: if you want to help us with the five times more campaign i think first and foremost is making sure you're writing to your mp because they work for us we have they you know we they have to be held accountable like what are the tangible things you're doing within the local community to make things better for me as a black woman and other black women within the constituency so get them to sign up to the five times more black women um black women's maternal health pledge Um, another thing you can do is just continue having these discussions um letting other black pregnant women know about five times more we are a positive campaign if they have any questions we are here to uh to help them know about their rights that kind of thing um continue to have these discussions because one thing we want to do is always raise awareness you can't change something you don't know about so we encourage people to keep speaking up and having their uh, having these discussions amongst their circles and um yeah it, obviously please raise <laughs> we're trying to raise money so donating to our campaign would be amazing as well so that we can continue on the amazing fantastic work that we have been doing um, and yeah just um, following us on social media so you can keep up to date with everything we're doing that would be amazing
0: thank you and where can people find you online your social media handles
1: so we are at 5 more underscore at on instagram and at 5x more on twitter www.5xmore.com um and yeah www.mumsandtea.com
0: fantastic thank you so much we appreciate you taking time out of your day whilst you are looking after your children to speak with us we appreciate it so 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 much and we can't wait to see All everything that you have in store and we're going to continue to support you because we really really are down for this cause so thanks for spending time with us and we are Racks and Shells, we're Mama Drama Pod on all the socials